I'm Kimberly Amici. Welcome to the Build Your Best Family podcast. This is a practical show to help you imagine, plan, and build your best family. We believe that the secret to having a happy family is not being perfect, but having purpose. Each week, I'll be here sharing with you lessons I've learned, conversations I've had that will equip you to create new habits, challenge mindsets, and build relationships that will allow your family to thrive. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited today to have my friends Jacqueline and Elise with me on this episode. Now, I know every family is different, but our family is such that we we see our family pretty often. So it's not kind of like a once a year holiday thing. And we're talking like holiday friends and family, right? This is the time of year we get together with people that we never make time for, that we never have time to see, that live far away, that come and visit, or even friends across town that you know, the holidays is just an excuse to spend time together. But sometimes those get-togethers can be stressful because conversations can go awry. And so I wanted us to focus on kind of combine this idea of being intentional around what our holiday looks like, coupling that with some of the things we've talked about previous on the podcast, effective communication, being kind, having grace. But let's, mm-hmm. you know, I wanted to unpack like specifically as we go into the holidays, when we're spending time with family and friends, how do we behave? <laughs> what are your thoughts on that? Oh boy. One, of the, one of the things that is unique about the holidays is that we're spending time with people who we don't necessarily always choose to spend time with, right? Like we, there are some people in our lives that we love, um, but that are challenging. And so I think having a game plan or having thought through how to approach it really saves us a lot of headache in the moment. And so one of the things for me is just, especially if there are those particular people in my life who that, you know, it's the patterns that we've kind of had the same, oh, this always Mm kind of happens. So I, we actually had this recently with a particular family situation. And I just really prepared myself going into it that I was like, I know if, if this particular person brings up topics or a tone that I know is going to go sideways, I was prepared with other ways to redirect the conversation. Mm-hmm. So I had other questions. I had other, I'd, I'd kind of done my pre-work. So I think that can be really helpful if we know we're stepping into a situation that tends to go sideways. How have we prepared how we're going to approach that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. And I think one of the things to keep in mind for me with our, our, we, I do see a lot of my family that I see at the holidays. It's not that big a difference. I might see some cousins and stuff, which is wonderful and not, there's no friction there. So, but it's more, honestly, at this point, it's more about keeping away from certain conversations. And those include politics. We are all not on the same page. So I do not think it's a good idea to talk, especially as the evening goes on and people have had some wine. I also feel that way about religion or faith topics. And I feel like there's sometimes we get into this little snarky thing going back and forth, whether it's with a sister or or my children or whatever, and it's funny, not funny. So also paying attention to that and saying, you know what, I'm not going to. I'm not going to continue to jump into this little pool because it's not a happy pool, mm-hmm. more like a cesspool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's going to, and it's going to get worse as we go on. And, you know, you just get in those funny kind of ruts. So I'd say some topics to stay away from 
And also watch for people, honestly. Sometimes there are people who imbibe a little too much and don't engage that person in a conversation that's too serious. Like just don't do it. Don't take the bait because it's not worth it. And it, it may not be, it, it can get serious when it isn't that serious. So yeah, mm-hmm. I think yeah, there's yeah. some good avoidance tactics yeah. to use. Yeah. Well, I think, I think you're right in the avoidance and in the preparation, like combining those two is really yeah. helpful. Yeah. One of the things I've also come to realize is that there are people who uh, have no expectations, or at least when you talk to them, you say, Hey, we're going to have this meal or this get together. And it's like, what do you want to do? And they're like, Oh, we don't care. We have no expectations. Mm-hmm. And then as the night goes on or the holiday, whatever the thing you're doing, you find that they actually do care. They do have expectations. So really trying to oh, yeah. address those ahead of time. And, and so one of the things that has worked for me is just to ask them like, what, what would it look like? Like, what would be a win for you? Or what would make this night or this time a success for you? And then you kind of find out. So even though they, they kind of can come across as a, oh, we're, we're easygoing. We don't care. Yeah. Yeah. When you find out what they do care about, you can prioritize that. Um, because I would often find year after year, we'd be with family and the holiday season would come and go. And then I'd hear from certain family members, oh, we never did this or this didn't happen. And I was like, we did so. Also, I had no idea this was what you wanted to do. Yeah. So I've done that with my kids. I've done that with my mom. I'm just really trying to find out, hey, what would a win look like for you? And trying to honor that. Otherwise, I think what you said, Elise, is true, that you can kind of have those passive aggressive statements that come mm-hmm. through. And that's hard when you end up being like, we've, okay, we've been here before. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. that's a, and that's a good point too. Well, this idea of expectations, right? Like I... Both of you are talking about, well, we, we we like to talk about on this podcast, purpose, right? Doing mm-hmm. things with purpose and knowing your Absolutely. why and, and deciding ahead of time what it is that you want to experience. And so setting an expectation for ourselves, what do we expect out of this holiday? Yes. So we yes. have those conversations with our family, especially with our children. What, what kind of behavior we expect of them? Do we expect them to be present and not up in their mm-hmm. room on their phones? Do we expect them to be engaging? You know, what kind of conversation, like even even teaching them, here's some really great conversation tools. You know, Mm -hmm. when somebody asks you a question, you can answer and then you can ask them a question back. Like just some Mm -hmm. basic things by having those conversations ahead of time because there's nothing worse than being in the moment and then going, oh, that's right. You know, kicking them under the table and saying, oh, go, go, you know, go in there and talk to Uncle Joe or why aren't you doing this? Or, you you know, I wanted you to do like, like not in the moment, then tr- then trying to set your expectations, like setting mm-hmm, them clearly mm-hmm. in the beginning, like yeah, have your own good. expectations, talk them through with your family. What do I want this experience to look like? And then make choices that align with that instead of like the assumption and not being clear and not, you know, I think even marriage, like, okay, I expect my husband to, you know, if we're hosting get the ice, get the drinks. Like, I don't want to be mm. running around that day being annoyed mm-hmm. that he didn't do, yeah. like he didn't read my yeah. mind, right? Yeah. That's just impossible to do. And then you think about that in, within your own family with the person that's living under the roof with you, he can't read your mind. Certainly your extended family cannot read your mind at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and you end up getting disappointed or angry about things that aren't getting done, but there hasn't been the intentional conversation. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I've just done that so many times. And sometimes there's a, a, a little wrinkle in the whole plan. Like we had a, a weird Thanksgiving because we changed plans. We were going to be going away 
and we ended up at home. And it was it was a good decision. My daughter had surgery, so we, we were all kind of gathering around her. But we it was like then we didn't have any expectations, and we didn't really talk about it. And there were a couple of little miscommunications as a result. And and that's when you run into tension and trouble that doesn't need to be mm-hmm. if you just kind of go. I think I think one of the things that's really important about being intentional is taking a moment to stop, even if it's in the middle of whatever you're doing, especially with your family before the event happens or whatever. Okay, we need to regroup. Something changed. How are we going to be flexible about it? And what are our expectations anyway, now that we've Mm -hmm. changed the plan? So I'm thinking, you know, flexibility is so important and not everybody's feeling flexible at the holidays because we're stressed out. Good planning, like you mentioned, Kimberly, really being like, okay, Christmas is a big deal at my house. We have a lot of people. There's a lot of moving parts and there's a lot of contributions too, but we have to still talk about it and say, okay, mm-hmm. you're bringing this, right? Or you're bringing that, or just what you said, Chris, let's not forget the three bags of ice that we need, which we do inevitably forget every Christmas where somebody's scrambling and mm-hmm. saying, well, what's open? Is Krauser's open? Whatever. So I think the planning, the flexibility, the adaptability, mm-hmm. and even with older kids, it's, it's not, I mean, you know, grown, grown people, it's not always easy just because they're older. In mm-hmm. fact, sometimes it's more difficult because they have mm-hmm. a different set of expectations. So, yeah. mm-hmm. well, and I think what you said about miscommunication is so good because that is where maybe we're on some sort of text group chat or something mm-hmm. like that. Somebody doesn't read it or somebody reads it in a different tone. Yeah. So anytime I can pick up the phone mm-hmm. and just have a two minute, okay, we're on the same page. Mm-hmm. Phone comes across. I can find out from you what you're really thinking. I find that really helps go along with. And then the other thing is embracing apologizing. And so that was part of what actually I chatted with Kimberly about a little bit when we recorded a podcast before is owning our 1%. So somebody else might be 99% in the wrong. They've done something. Mm-hmm. We're frustrated. But if I can just say, hey, I'm sorry for my part in this. Really sincerely, it just diffuses that tension and so I have, I have done this. It really is humbling, but it also helps things go so much more smoothly and you can mm-hmm. move forward and go, okay, we can enjoy this time again. Mm-hmm. Things went sideways. They don't have to stay that way because we all know of friends and family members who've had one moment where things got out of control and then they didn't actually talk again, right? Like in years go by mm-hmm. where there's yeah. been a break in this relationship and people mm-hmm. wonder, well, what happened? It's like, well, it was just that one thing. I mean, maybe there was tension building, but that's right. where I, I like to just say, you know what? The bigger picture here is not that I'm right. Mm-hmm. The bigger picture is just that I can say, I'm sorry for that. I'm sorry for that miscommunication. Be attentive yeah. for that. Saying I'm sorry for that little bit. Very yeah. important. Yeah. Very key. Well, I think I was, that it's easy. Talking, okay. Well, I just was talking to somebody today and I said, you know, why is it so hard to say, why is it so hard to humble ourselves and say, you know, okay, like uh, in in a particular case recently, I did, I really didn't do anything wrong, yet the person was hurt by what had happened. Mm -hmm. And what is it really going to cost me to get over myself? Because I could say, you know, well, I didn't do anything wrong, so I don't really have anything to apologize for. But then I'm like, but the person's hurt. So I have to acknowledge that, again, even if I'm not really responsible for it, and humble myself and just say, I am so sorry that I've hurt you. 
And I'm so sorry that you're feeling the way you're feeling. And I just want you to know that I love you. And is there anything I can do to help you? So, you know, it wasn't super duper easy in a snap. It took a little, okay, Elise, get over yourself. So I think that's also the grace thing, you know, being graceful with ourselves, being graceful with each other. Yeah. Well, one of the things I have on my list is open and honest dialogue. And Mm. all of the things that you guys mentioned point to that. But I think that we can remember, which would help us with our humility, because oftentimes we make the holidays all about us. (laughs) I mean, I do sometimes. Mm -hmm. My traditions, what I think it should look like. And I forget that everybody else is also bringing that into the holiday as well. Holidays can be very loaded there's high expectations mm-hmm. for the holidays. And so if someone's carrying in something that we just don't know about, we have to be mindful. Like we don't know. And that's mm-hmm. where the open, honest communication. I love Jacqueline asking people like, what are you looking? What's a win for you? What yeah. are you looking for this holiday to be? I mean, I think it's brilliant because I can count the number of times I've gone to my in-laws, whether it's my mother-in-laws or my sister-in-laws, and I just show up and I think that I'm going to be entertained and taken care of. And it's okay for me to say, Hey, I'm thank you so much for hosting. What do you, what do you want this day to look like? I mean, I'm close enough in relationship to them that I should be humble enough to say what, what's really important for you. What, Mm. What can I do? Or what, what are you looking, what are you looking for this day to look like? You know, that's so good. And I think what you just shared there too, one of the best ways to help us take the focus off ourselves is to ask those people, like, how can I serve you? How can I help you? And that will shift things for us as well. One of the things I've had to do being with extended family and friends is have a mindset going into any, any time together is that it's not my responsibility to change people. And so I think that has been a huge shift because there's times, again, Elise, you were saying there's all these hot topics and sometimes we we all have our opinions. I think all of our opinions have either increased over the last few years, (laughs) you know, more intense or louder. Um, And so we can feel like, no, no, you have to see how, how I feel about the last few years, or you have to see how I feel. Mm. It's like, we actually don't have to change people. And the crazy thing that happens is we enter Mm. the room um, serving people and saying, how can I just love them? Where, like, what would it look like to really love that person where they're at, to listen well, to ask questions? Like I have to be very, very intentional about that, but it does shift things. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it has become a much richer experience for me. If I can have some of that mindset going in and cause I'm like you Kimberly, especially if I go to my parents' house, I'm like, all right, I'm off the clock. I'm going to like, hang. <laughs> you guys can watch my kids and make the food. So asking my mom, what do you, what, what would help mm, you? Yeah. Does it help yeah. you if I run to the grocery store to do the laundry? Like what would be helpful? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. 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 I think that's incredible. And I'm already rethinking. So shameless plug here. I'm sure I'll talk about it more, but I've done in years past one word for the holiday season where we pick a word and that we use that to filter everything in that season through. So maybe sometimes, you know, it's, we need peace. Sometimes we need joy. Sometimes we need holly and jolly, you know, so understanding 
and setting the expectation ahead of time, like we've talked about, but combining it with all of the things, I mean, my mind is literally like reeling, like I'm already thinking it'd be great to really talk to my kids. So I have two kids away at school. They're coming home, just sitting the kids down and saying, Hey, like what, what do you want out of this month? You know what Mm -hmm, I mean? So mm -hmm. like, what can I do? What can, what can we do together that says holiday together family? And I might even just do a little like Google doc for family members. Be like, Hey guys, just let me know. (laughs) I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think we, you know, I find myself like every holiday, what's your favorite, what's your favorite Halloween candy? What's your not, I ask it all the time and I've got some Mm -hmm. of the information in my phone, but it changes. And so it's okay to revisit this stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think a nice little family meeting when the gals get home Mm -hmm. to kind of say, or even do it separately, whatever, Mm -hmm. just to kind of say, you're going to be home for a month and your, your second daughter for the first time, this is a lengthy period at home for the first Mm -hmm. time since she's been away at college. And, you know, what are you thinking? What are you, are there some things you want to accomplish or Mm -hmm. some experiences you want to have? And I think we can do that just for the little Christmas couple of days too. Mm -hmm. You know, I I have girls that'll come home for less time. What, what, what do you want that to look like? What's most important to you? What's, you know, what's the non-negotiable meal kind of thing in Mm -hmm. the morning on Christmas morning, we had a little switch in that for Thanksgiving and it, it caused a little stress because we weren't exactly clear about what, what was expected. And it was very avoidable, but mm. people were hungry and, you know, so I'm going at lesson learned. I'm going to revisit what we're going to be doing Christmas mm-hmm. Eve, Christmas morning, Christmas day, when the gang arrives. And we always know that the day after Christmas, we'll be doing Rawless game day, but yeah. other than that. <laughs> it's not too late to approach the remaining days of December and this holiday season with intention. My one word for the season worksheet, which I mentioned in this episode, is your key to intentional living this holiday. I want you to discover the power of choosing one word which will guide your family's focus and bring more peace into your celebrations. This resource comes complete with a word bank, thought-provoking questions, and a calendar for a well-planned holiday season. It'll help you answer questions like, will our holiday include intimate gatherings or parties? Should we buy gifts or make gifts? What does a win look like this year? Say goodbye to stress and hello to intentional choices. Download it now and let one word be your holiday compass. You can grab it by heading over to buildyourbestfamily.com or clicking the link in the show notes. Well, I think we tend to make assumptions. Like, you know, it's very easy to take family members for granted. It's even very easy to 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 take longtime friends for granted. And to assume that we're just going to do the same thing that we've always done. I mean, there's an, that's nice, but like you said, what if they cha- change it up? Like we, they, they may not want it. They may want it to be different, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. to just go in, assuming that we're going to behave the way we've always behaved, I think we need to be sensitive from year to year. What is maybe, you know, not something we should be talking about. What is something I should expect? Mm-hmm. What something is, you know, like someone's job could be extremely stressful one year where they typically had a job that's not. Mm-hmm. Like, should we step up more? Like be mindful of like yeah, yeah. who, what, what all the things that are at play, like take a moment to sit down 
and say, okay, so this is what we're doing. Reflect on how you're you know, a couple months have been, maybe how their couple months have been. Somebody might mm-hmm. not be talking to somebody else. Like really try to be sensitive because this is a really special time. Mm-hmm. You know, they could forget everything that happens all year, but then they'll remember the one thing that happened at Christmas. And you're like, really? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, and it's I think, a, go ahead. Go ahead, John. I was going to say, I think when you can, we, when you can also have the conversations ahead of time, I always say to people, especially people who have little kids and have felt overwhelmed by the amount of Christmas presents they get from grandparents. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was encouraged them to have that conversation in September. Cause I'm like, nobody is, is feeling that stress or tension in September. This might be too late to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. I actually, a few years in a row set an alert in my phone in September to be like, have the conversation with mom about gifts for the kids. Yes. But just ahead Smart. of time, we're thinking a little more clearly And I'm even thinking things like, you know, if you have kids who are coming home from college, you have teenagers, they have expectations in terms of the friends they're going to see, like things begin to shift a little bit. And so just communicating well, they will be less annoyed at having to do a family thing if they know where their boundaries are. It's like, these are the times I want you to be home Mm -hmm. and actually be off your phone. Mm -hmm. And these are the times, and then they have that there's a freedom when we've created a little bit of that boundary and they know, and then it's like, you can run wild. You can be gone with your friends all day at the mall, as long as you're home by, I mean, I would say if dinner's at seven, I'd be like, be home by five 30. Cause you know, there's always going to be some mm-hmm. buffer there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even in terms of, you know, whether it is that idea of being on your phone or are we playing a family game and having one of the things I try to do because we try to have a a Sabbath day once a week with our family. And I have learned that I need to allow each member of my family to rest in the way that suits them Mm -hmm. um, and not try to control that. So I think sometimes too, we as moms can have the vision of like, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. And everybody else is like, all of those things are exhausting for me. They're not life-giving. And so really just choosing a few of those things and saying, hey, you get, this is also your holiday time what's going to fill your cup how are you going to rest so for one person it you know I think years ago my husband binged like Lord of the Rings it was like he was exhausted from work and he was like I just need to unplug did that and then he was like and now I'm back yeah Um, and for other people like one of my kids she would have a board game marathon that would be so life-giving to her so you know Mm -hmm. how does each person kind of need to fill their cup how do we create some boundaries for me I've realized whenever I go to my parents house I could easily be up till one or two in the morning. They're night owls. Mm. Well, doing that wrecks my holiday. So I'm like, I need to, I need to communicate like a bedtime boundary Yeah, uh, just to be able to thrive. And for years they were like, why are you leaving us? Like, why yeah, are you yeah. like <laughs> I love you. I can stay up late once or twice, but that ahead totally. of time communication helps. Yeah. 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 Definitely. I mean, I, I think we keep coming back to the same sort of principles and we're just saying it in a gazillion different ways, which right. I love because I think it is a game changer, you know, having purpose and being willing to pursue it and being willing to be mindful of other people and not thinking of yourself so much, you know? Yeah. It's, it's interesting because I don't think of it that way. To be honest, Kimberly, I, I, it's almost more automatic for me. But to really think about 
how, you know, yeah, I'm very clear on what I want. I'm very clear on, you know, what meals I'm going to be preparing or at least participating in preparing and uh, how I want the house to be and what I picture Christmas. You know, I'm very clear on that, but I'm not clear on that for my, my adult children, kids. Mm. They're not, they've, they've morphed, they've changed. They've, you know, they've got different relationships that they might want to keep connected with, whatever the case may be. And my husband too, who I haven't even mentioned, but you know, he kind of, he's good about defaulting, but let's give him an opportunity to talk a little bit about it too, because mm-hmm. he has favorite things too. So yeah, yeah, I think part of it is that moms work so hard at creating, I know I did, creating like the perfect Christmas that we forget that, first of all, we we can't make a perfect Christmas. There's always going to be something. Second of all, nobody's really looking for perfection. And third of all, other people have ideas of what it is to them. So let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I okay. so I do have a little list of things. You mentioned it in the introduction, Elise, about things not to talk about. Mm-hmm. You mentioned politics, which is the obvious. Jacqueline, you mentioned the last couple of years. Anything that's happened in the last couple of years? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, seriously. Oh, good. Hard. We could probably throw. So here, so here are the things that are interesting because I did Google this. Good. What others are eating? Let's refrain oh, yeah. from commenting yes. on what others are eating. Yes, <laughs> yes. Because this is the time of year where, at least as you said, people are imbibing, but also eating things maybe they wouldn't normally eat, or there's favorite things that they look forward to that maybe they you know, or the amount of food that people- Yeah, are you don't want to be just, saying, you sure you want another cookie? Yeah. <laughs> or, so, or the people who have chosen not to. I think that yeah. we give them a hard time as well. Definitely. Said, oh, it's Christmas. Actually, I'm mm. choosing not to have that cake or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm good. Or that drink, mm-hmm. loosen up, like you're not yeah. bad. Like, yeah. Just stop commenting on what people are eating. That's that was a good a one. Good, really, that's a very good one. My, my um, husband would really appreciate that one. Yeah. This one, these two kind of go together, but grades, school, college plans, but then you can extend that to marriage plans and kid plans. Yeah. Like, are you... It's not the time. Yeah. So when are you going to have those kids? When are you going to get married? How are your grades? What's your what, mm. what you, what's your major? What school are you going to go to? I mean, I felt like all of last year, I felt so bad for my daughter. Every, like every time the conversation was about where are you going to go to school? Where do you want to go? Where did you apply? And it's like, oh God, if I had this conversation, I'm sh- I could yeah, just see it on her so face. So tired of talking about it. Is there so much involved in it? There's, mm-hmm. you know, where you applied. Did you get in? Did you not get in? You don't really want to talk about where you didn't get in. You don't no. want to really talk about how you're not really sure what you're going to do. And now your friend changed your mind. I mean, like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> here's, here's a question for you, Kimberly. What kind of questions would she like to talk about? Like, what what are the kind of things? Because I think often we do that, especially with our mm-hmm. nieces and nephews. It's like, I don't really know what else to ask them. Right. So right. What would you suggest would be some great alternate questions? Well, I think questions like, what are you looking forward to? Mm. You know, because there's more, so more much open-ended. more. Yeah, like, like there's so much to that, that especially young kids in school, there's so much to that question because there's so much in the future that the future holds for them. And, you know, it's not just about going to college. It's about all the things that 
graduating includes, right? So like that bigger question, or what have you enjoyed most this year about school? What are you really enjoying right now on TV, on the internet? You know, tell me about these, yourself. Yeah. I mean, tell yeah. me about, I think any teenager might shut down at that. They might No, but I mean, yeah, yeah. these questions you, yes. are ultimately tell but me about yourself. Specific. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Being absolutely. really specific and being interested. One of the things we've mentioned on previous podcasts, this idea of active listening, like mm-hmm. really asking questions and then following up with another question, giving somebody your full attention, making mm-hmm. sure that they know that you're just not talking to them because they, oh gosh, they're sitting next to me. So I kind of need to like pay attention to them. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> really, really find a way to be interested. And I get it. Look, there, there could be family members that's really hard to do with, but these kind of, you know, if I find that if I ask somebody, what, you know, what are you looking forward to? Mm-hmm. It's always, there's always something. Yeah. And if you pay attention to the answer, then -hmm. you've got a follow-up question. Mm -hmm. I I will say, and you know, this isn't something you're going to necessarily do in the middle of the Christmas table or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, sitting around the Christmas dinner table. But my daughter did something. There was, we had a visit with cousins Friday after Thanksgiving. And I loved what she did. She said, she, because we don't, some of them are from different parts of the country. And she was like, you know, because I really don't see you guys like, like we used to, and we rarely are together in one room, I would like everybody to write out two questions that you would like to ask anybody. And we're going to put them in a bowl. It was so good. So you would pick a question that somebody else had written that was open enough to be answered by anybody. You could pass if there was a question that wasn't really, you know, Mm-hmm. It just was a struggle for you. You could pass, not pass, but pick another card. But it was so awesome because what happened was the questions were good. Everybody got a chance to share something that was meaningful to them. And we heard from everybody. Yeah. And it didn't take hours. It it did. It took time. But there were, I'm trying to think, there was there were probably about 10 of us. So it probably took about I'm going to say maybe an hour and a half, but instead of everybody like having these little conversations around the room, it just gave everybody an opportunity to hear from one another, to listen to one another. Mm -hmm. It was, it was very powerful. Mm -hmm. I really like that. Well, I was talking to Kimberly earlier about being really intentional with some of that group time. And I have found if we can play a game Mm -hmm. that gets everybody laughing yeah, that's really about, fun. Less about being competitive, right? Because sometimes you have those really tense competitive games and it yeah. doesn't well. Um, but just a fun game. So it's like, what is this game all about? How do we have fun? Um, I love it when there's games that are just really inclusive for all ages. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get to connect again in a different way. We've been playing telephone with my extended family on a few different big family tables because the it, ages range right now from like mm-hmm. seven seven to 12 or so for all the kids. And so it's ridiculous. So we're just, we finished our meal, but we're all sitting there hanging out. Everybody can engage in playing telephone and laugh and it gets messed up. Yeah, um, yeah. Just little things like that, where Love it. Um, when you're having fun, it's very hard to ha- be tense when you're having fun. Yeah. Right. It just, it reminds you again of like, Oh, I like these people and mm. we're building some good memories together. So that's kind of my, one of my final suggestions in terms of really intentionally kind of going into that time. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. I find games are a great way to break the ice. They're a great way. If you don't, if you've exhausted the questions and you really feel like you have nothing to talk about games, really <laughs> break up that as you were talking about, like being mindful, again, this goes back coming out of ourselves, being aware of the people that we're with and caring mm-hmm. for them. Mm-hmm. Like games that aren't, that don't work for their age or don't work for like their personality. I know we hosted, I don't remember which, some connect group or a football game or something. And my friend brought to my attention, there was a, a dear friend who's a dear friend now at the time we had just were getting to know her, but English wasn't her first language. So like Bananagrams was probably not the game we should all be playing. Right. right. So like it never right. even occurred to me, but she was very sensitive to that because, you know, her husband was <clears throat> from South America. And I was like, Oh, Oh, so I had to be mindful. Like I'm not pulling out games that are wordplay games. Like we're mm-hmm. just, we're not going to do that because that's not, it doesn't include her and she can't right. enjoy that. And so right. reading the room, like trying to pay attention to other sensitivities, trying to pay mm-hmm. attention to what's appropriate because the, the idea is fu- is fun. Yeah. yeah and bringing people is. together and community and building relationships. And we want to model that to our children as well. Yeah. And I would say, you know, good old fashioned charades can really be great for all ages because you've got teens and you can come up and the kids can come up with ideas too. And mm-hmm. we've had a riot with charades. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's oh been God. our go-to. We, we call it the bowl game and everybody writes down their clues. The first round is what is that game with the buzzer where you can't say the word taboo? Taboo. Taboo. The first one is ta- the first one. round is like, it's like taboo. The second round is all the same clues is charades. And the third round, it's the same clues. You've heard them twice already. You can only say one word. Mm. Um, and so it's a oh, word. Oh, I think I've played this game. Association yeah. almost. So anyways, that was a super fun. Sounds with fun. All ages and just ridiculous. So I, I always like stuff like that. Does that game yeah. have a name? We just call it the bowl game because we put all the clues in a bowl. Yes. Everybody writes two or three clues. And yes. it could be something as simple as. Do you pick Peanut a genre? Like, or like Santa Claus is coming to town. Gotcha. Um, so yeah. there's a theme. It's really just whatever you want, want to do. And some people come up with very elaborate, ridiculous phrases that they will be the only one to guess that first round. And then you have to remember it. But that's fun. a fun one where you're yeah. all up and moving and you're taking turns and, and everybody laughs. So, yeah, that's the yeah. key. Yeah. Having fun together. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a, a good reminder mm-hmm. to keep it light. Like it's just these holiday gatherings are not the place. You know, we're kind of talking about two different things. We're talking about the family, the big family gathering or extended family or whatever the case. That is a place to keep it light. And then when you're talking about your own family, I think that's a place to have honest conversations early or earlier on. Not on the day, not on the day before, but when there's a little space, there isn't so much stress. So again, Kimberly, when your kids get home, like, I don't know when they get home, but sometimes they get home very close to Christmas and there isn't a lot of time. So you want to kind of keep information brief or, or even getting, gathering information and then more lengthy things, you know, you gotta, you gotta address those when you have a little Mm -hmm. bit more time and the stress Mm -hmm. is less. Yeah. That's fantastic. All right. So we're going to wrap up this episode. Are there any last things that you want to leave any encouragement or practical steps? Well, I'm going to say it's a, it's a cliche. Don't sweat the small stuff and it's all small stuff and appreciate the, 
the big stuff because it's all big stuff. So, you know, just don't pick up on every little thing. I get offended easily. And when I'm tired and cranky, I get offended even more easily. So I need to know that about myself and not pick up on every little dropping Mm -hmm. that comes my way. Mm -hmm. And I also need to appreciate, look around the room and say, this is beauty. This is what I have. Look at what, you know, my tree, whatever it is, my children. I love this about our gathering, whatever it is. So Mm -hmm. that's what I would say. Yeah. So good. I, I completely echo what you said. And I think the thing that I have been feeling like more so in the last few years, because of the last few years is just recognizing what we have in this moment, Mm. that these are the good old days. Look back and say, Oh, that time we were with all those people. We won't look back and say, remember that, what that person said. So Mm. just really, like you said, what do I need to do to kind of control my own Mm -hmm. mood, my own offenses, all those things. Mm -hmm. And it's probably going to look like going for some walks and getting a little space Mm -hmm. Um, because I can't change anybody. I can just control my own Mm -hmm. behavior and attitude. And so um, just really trying to be present and enjoy the people around me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And I would say sort of post-mortem, post the holiday, I think it's a great thing to reflect back and Mm -hmm. say, Hey, did you, did you enjoy yourself? Like, what was your favorite part about the day? What did you, you know, especially with children in your home, what, you know, what could we have done differently? Did you have fun? You know, was there something that really bothered you go that extra step after the holidays? Love it. You don't have to wait for those passive aggressive comments and you don't have to wonder one month later while someone's still annoyed. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So I think that's always an an, an extra step, but I think it does display care and intention and love for those people in our lives. Agreed. Totally. Love it. All right. That's it. Thanks for having us. (laughs) I hope you've enjoyed the show. If so, I'd like to ask a favor. Can you head over to iTunes and leave us a review? Besides sharing this podcast with your friends, leaving a review is one of the most effective ways that you can support us and help get the word out about the incredible resources we have to offer. I'm passionate about helping families thrive and your reviews help families find us. And remember, family culture isn't about perfect, it's about purpose.